0: Welcome to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Laura Dierda, an editor at Becker's Healthcare, and I'm thrilled to welcome Danilo DePrile, administrator of the Orthopedic and Specialty Surgery Center in Danbury, Connecticut. Danilo, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks.
0: So my first question is, could you tell us your top three plans for your ASC in
1: 2021? Sure. Some of the the plans that I have kind of came over from 2020, and that was because I wasn't able to necessarily achieve all the plans that I have for obvious, some obvious reasons. Um, 2020 was a year for a lot of us. But really, uh, I think the my top priority is increasing our projected volume, recouping some of the lost volume that we had from 2020, and then um, just really keeping active on our active physician recruitment and, and some of the ways of kind of capturing and, and increasing that volume would be um, we've already added and started uh, just yesterday uh, with our Medicare total hip replacement program. We have a very robust total joint replacement program here. Uh, we in 2020, even though we um this, we had decided early on in probably the third week of March uh, to shut down the surgery center for about a month and a half, we were able to still uh, do about 120 total joints in 2020. This year, we, our aim is to double that number um, with the addition of Medicare Total Hips uh, we do Medicare total needs. We have a, a very robust overnight program. And uh, so with all of those things, that first goal of increasing our volume is definitely, I think, something that I'll be able to achieve.
0: Fantastic. And do you have any other top plans for the next coming years? you're really focused on growing that volume with the active physician recruitment um, and adding, you know, the Medicare total joints and increasing your number of total joints?
1: Yes. Uh, I think my number two uh, goal would be for this year would be to um, obtain the advanced orthopedic and spine certification. Uh, AAAHC does offer the um, advanced certification in orthopedics or spine or both, Um, I would like to do um, a joint orthopedic and spine certification because we do have a very good number of spine cases that we do here, as well as obviously orthopedic, which is in our name. Um, But that is definitely my uh, number two goal for the year, and, and I'd like to get that done this year. Um, and then, lastly, my really my big third goal for the year would be implementing new marketing initiatives uh, to promote our robotic technologies. We do have two Mako robots at the surgery center um, that we do a lot of um, our total knees and total hips and unis with. Um, And then incorporating videos, uh, marketing videos, walkthroughs, and also our total joint class. Um, We used to do an uh, in-person joint class and uh, obviously um, kind of go with the times and be more synchronous with the unique environment that we find ourselves in because of the pandemic. Um, We're developing a... um, A total joint replacement class in video form um, and that'll have all of our key stakeholders, um, physical therapy, our surgeons, anesthesia, nursing staff, um, everybody will be involved in that video and we can send it out to all our patients.
0: Fantastic. It sounds like you've got really big plans for the coming year. Now, I do have a follow-up question or two for you on some of the points that you mentioned, especially around um, the active physician recruitment. What do you, What is your outlook for physician recruitment? Um, how is it different from in the past? Do you see more opportunity or less opportunity there? I'd just love to quickly hear from you how you're feeling about physician recruitment and how it's been different, I guess, since the pandemic.
1: You know, since the pandemic First, you know, hit last March uh, and April. I really did see a, an influx in um, in credentialing, um, in physicians reaching out just to be credentialed, and you know, you you want to be diligent about. What their what their motives are? Are they in the beginning, back when we were in in the first initial period of that, trying to figure out what was going on and how we were approaching so much in the early stages of the pandemic? The question was, you know, was this a long-term plan for this physician to come to the surgery center? Were they just looking to do a few cases because they weren't? Able to do them at the hospital because of um, you know they weren't able to do elective cases at the hospital they were working at. Um, so there you know that that was part of where the due diligence came in, and you have to be strategic about that. I think now uh, you know almost a year later uh, there are a lot of physicians, and and we see that also in the way that the Medicare final rule that came out uh, recently, adding so many different new procedures to the ASC list. Things are just headed our way uh, as far as being able to do more and more cases here at the surgery center. Also here, we have a unique ability here at uh, OSSC, at the Orthopedic and Specialty Surgery Center, where we do have these two maker robots. So we do attract Uh, physicians, who, orthopedic surgeons, total joint surgeons who do use the MAKO robot at the hospitals who don't want to be at the hospital, this is their alternative. We have that overnight stay program. They have alternatives here, um, and it does attract those surgeons. We also have a, um, you know, our total joint replacement program is very robust. We do a tremendous amount of total joints. And I think we're in a very good position to be attracting a lot of these doctors. And I have seen it firsthand. I have um, a lot of physicians coming to me to request privileges and an ownership because they want to be here for a lot of those reasons.
0: That makes sense. Thank you so much for going through that with us, Danilo. And uh, one other question on the marketing side of things as well. I, I know you mentioned a few new efforts that you wanted to engage in in 2021 Have you expanded your investment in the marketing department, I guess, for the ASC, Or, you know, how are you thinking about making these efforts come to life? Have you engaged in, you know, new partnerships or brought in a new person or added responsibilities? I'm just interested in, um, from the marketing side of things, how much of attention is that take up of your own time versus, you know, outsourcing or having another person within the center doing that?
1: No, um, it's certainly not in our budget to, you know, invest in, in another uh, staff member dedicated to marketing, but I am looking into partnering with a few different um pursuing different avenues and partnerships potential partnership for those marketing endeavors that I have on my radar. And also, uh, yes, the everything is kind of things that I am doing, uh, and working with my director of nursing, as far as the, the uh, total joint replacement video, she's definitely, um, working with me on that. And then the other marketing videos that I am working on, um, I actually went to one of my staff meetings, brought it up at a staff meeting and said, if anybody would like to participate in, you know, being a part of of that, uh, we can have a committee that's involved in in the videos and coordination of that. So it's a team effort like everything else in the surgery center
0: that makes sense thank you so much Um, now i want to ask you about the supply chain what are some of the biggest supply chain issues that you're facing currently i know there were several that came up during the pandemic over the past year um, and i'd love to hear from your perspective what is still an issue for you or if any new issues have popped up
1: Sure. Um, so real quick, you know, prior to COVID, I would say that the biggest supply chain issues were getting our hands on certain medications and supplies due to manufacturer shortages, recalls, um, etc. I think uh, for ASCs, I feel it's almost always, I kind of have always likened it to a rat race to find the best pricing to, and see what vendor or distributor is selling, you know, Propofol, for example, at whatever best pricing you can get it at for the day. You know, we're always trying to chase best pricing and, and availability based on whatever vendor or distributor you're buying it from. I think those were the kinds of supply chain issues we faced prior to COVID. You know, once, once we went, once we got hit with this COVID pandemic, then we were faced with so many other issues. And I think my personal biggest um, issue was allocation, um, and we were placed on allocation for all major, you know, IV fluids, PPE, obviously. Um, one unique thing that happened to me, um, which is very unfortunate was that in the, at the tail end of 2019, I did a, a, uh, a trial for this, uh, new cleaning solution, um, so in October, November, December, we trialed this new cleaning solution that was placed here at the surgery center, and you, we were able to make, um, you know, we bought dry wipes and, and containers, and we were able to fill them and use those. Um, so we weren't buying, you know, your typical wipes, uh, disinfectant wipes that you, that we t- typically bought. In those three months with an alloc- with the allocation order from our distributor, they took the fourth quarter numbers and used those to determine what allocation for everything that you got. So I ended up not getting any wipes, any disinfectant wipes allocated to me in 2020. So I ended up having... In 2020, and still to this day, I I, um, ended up having to use all of the wipes that I had on on hand, the disinfectant wipes, And uh, after that trial was over. And then um, I've had to scramble ever since to try and find um, wipes, uh, disinfectant wipes, which has been a very, very tough um, endeavor. We've made it work. Uh, we have, in one way or another, found what we need, but it has been a very, very tough uh, supply chain issue. But certainly, you know, we have ordered our amount of allocation supplies every month, the way that we, even if they they weren't needed, um, just to maintain that allocation, uh, so that it didn't drop off. And uh, we've continued to do that so that we don't lose the supplies on allocation. But I think that is the biggest, I think for, uh, I think for any ASC and I'm sure hospital, but um, ASCs really have, I think, been faced with a really um, major issue when it comes to uh, supply chain during covid
0: Thanks so much for giving us the update there. I think that makes a lot of sense. And you know, obviously it was impossible to know the pandemic was happening ahead of time, but right. um, you know, bad, bad luck on your end for, for the wipes. So hopefully that will be rectified soon. Before we end our conversation, I wanted to talk a little bit about leadership with you. What are three pieces of advice that you would give emerging leaders today in the ASC space?
1: You know, I think uh, one important thing uh, is to always stay on top of your game. Never let your guard down. Make sure to always have a plan B because it's, you know, you're never going to know what what gets thrown at you, and you should always be prepared for the inevitable, right? I mean, like you just said, that we could never have planned for what happened last year, and um, always having a plan B is is important. I think also thinking critically and strategically and staying two steps ahead kind of goes with number one, but focusing on what's in front of you, but always looking at the big picture is important. You know, we, we have a strategic plan in our, for the ASC and kind of a five year goals that we uh, keep. And I think looking, taking, um, the time to every once in a while looking at that and making sure that you, the, way, the decisions you make, um, being comfortable with the decisions you make and are part of that big picture and not focusing on the, always focusing on the day to day thing and looking at really what that big picture is. And then lastly, um, and probably the most important thing always build trust relationships with staff, physicians, board members, all the key ASC stakeholders, their trust ensures an administrator's success. So if you don't have trust in your staff staff or from your staff and trust from your physicians and your board members, you can't succeed. So building those trust relationships is very important for your success.
0: Got it. So looking at the leadership aspect of things. Number one, staying on top of your game and always having a plan B. Number two, looking at your strategic plan and being able to be comfortable with the decisions that you made or or make adjustments as needed. And then number three, building trust with your staff, physicians and board to move forward in an appropriate manner. I think those are all great tips and pieces of advice, especially for um, administrators and other executives really looking to gain the edge in the ASC space. Danilo, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a really great conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Laura. It's been a pleasure.